Welcome everybody to the Bakery Bears radio show. My name's Dan. And I'm Kay. And we're back. Oh yes. And it's an episode with great trepidation. And I'll tell you for why. There's been a few times in the history of the Bakery Bears radio show that we've changed our route. And historically things haven't gone well when we've done that. Mm. <laughs> but today we're throwing caution to the wind. We are. And we're going on a quest for the post office. Yes. Oh yes. Along the way we'll talk about actually the reasons why we're we on will. a quest for the post we office. Will. But yes, we have to find our local post office and we have to post some packages. Now, Kay's never done this route before, so it's going to be great fun. I know where I'm I know where I'm going, but I've just never had to walk to this post office yes. and we'll explain why. Yes, I've run this route and yeah, we're hoping that we can find the post office successfully and also find a route that Kay can use when she needs to use the post office because our local one, which has been marvellous for years, has closed. <sighs> well, there's, there's other things to say about yes, it. there which is. Which we will touch on briefly. Also, along the way, we're going to be talking about literary heroes or heroines mm. who have inspired us through our lives. Mm -hmm. And the list is short. My list is short. <laughs> uh, my list is potentially shorter. Right. Shorter than one? <laughs> no, 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 I do have one. Uh, but, I mean, literary heroes or heroines doesn't have to be fiction. Oh, right. Okay. Does it? I don't know. I so always think a... of it as fiction. Well, so do I. But I'm, I'm, I'm changing the rule. Because then it's a real person, isn't it? And that, to I me, did. is not... <laughs> Look... I'm changing the rule for the purposes of me being able to talk about something. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> but look, this show's going to be more about a, a character that Kay absolutely loves. Mm. It's someone who comes up probably twice a week, mm. and it has done the whole time I've known you. And I love it, to be honest, when yep. it comes up, because it's always... You always come in with some, like, amazing fact about something or other. I know. Or some really sort of pertinent life lesson. Yeah. And it's all thanks to this, this one lady. Her name is Ayla, and we shall talk about her at length over the course of today's show. But it's a quest for the post office. So, so pick, pick up my parcels. I shall... That sounds fun. Pick up my parcels. I shall pick up your parcels and we shall venture out into the, uh, the autumn day. Start my run keeper. It doesn't look like it's going to rain at the minute, but oh, that cloud over there might be a bit. So you brought a brolly, yeah? I've got a brolly, I've got my hood. Cool. I've got a hat. Oh. Every time. I'm going to come out here with my secateurs, I'm telling you. Yeah, and I'm just going to cut it. I'm surprised it's not being done, to be honest. Because normally councils are like, they're ahead of the game with things like that because they're worried about being sued. Well, yeah. I'm really surprised somebody's not taking it. Is, is that, it's a ruin, isn't it? Not that one, oh, no. Okay. Right. There's some ruins straight out the back of our house, which are very nice, but then there's trees behind and one of them has grown particularly low and it's yeah it's low and it's brand it, then they're sort of little spindly i say branches it's and you know right the little tiny level. thin branches and they're right at eye level you've nearly walked into it a couple a of times a few times yeah so i'm i'm literally going to bring my <laughs> take my secateurs out there and give it a little prune i think it needs it so we're actually going to walk past the site of our old post office. Yes, great sadness. Yes, and I mean it's an interesting one isn't it because I've got no idea 
how the post works in other countries. I mean, I assume it's that... It's very different, I think, to yeah. here, because we've got the Royal Mail, which, I mean, to be honest, it's sort of the service has generally been going downhill for a while. Um, and post... We always, in, we always historically had lots of post offices. Yeah, we did, didn't we? Yeah, everywhere. There was yeah. post offices everywhere. You usually had a big one in your town and then you'd have little post offices dotted around. Yeah. And up until recently, I think it was March time, yeah. we had a lovely little post office. It's just a five minute walk across the road. Yeah. It's always busy. It's always queues of people. Yeah. Um, there was so it shows that people are using it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And it had sort of two counterpoints, and generally there was two ladies working in there. But on a rotor, I think there was three or four, and I knew them all. Chatted to them every time I went in. You know, how's Bryony? How's she doing? How are you? How's Dan? Really lovely ladies. And then it closed in March of this year because. That's what the post office seemed to be doing. They're closing their actual post offices. So they didn't want to close? No, no, not. I don't think so, no. The post office forced them into it. They did say that... They must they be trying to all, save money. Absolutely, that's why they're doing it. I mean, they did say that they asked all the locals, but the, the ladies in the post office said, well, they, they're only doing that because they have to do that. It won't make any difference. They've decided they're going to close it. Because, so they, it, 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 you know, like you just said, there was always queues. Always so queues. So how would anyone say, oh, yeah, go ahead, close yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So they closed it and they actually moved the post office counter across, just across the road into this little corner shop. Yeah. Um, and I kind of refer to it as the dodgy corner shop because yeah, yeah. it's kind of dodgy, you know. It does feel a bit dodgy. It does feel a bit dodgy. <laughs> We take our life in our hands. I know, it's quite a noisy roundabout. Busy. Oh, well, We nearly God. came on the pavement, that truck. Deary me. Um, yeah, so they moved it into the corner shop, and the person working the post office was just the, the bloke who owned the shop. He was this young fella, you know, I, I still couldn't quite get my head around how he can suddenly be working for the post office when he was running a corner shop. I don't yeah. understand how that would happen. But yeah. anyway, I still was going in. Um, I, I didn't really like going in, especially with parcels that were maybe going abroad. I just didn't feel, I don't know, because he wasn't a post office member of staff, I don't know, I just felt a bit weird about it. Anyway, well, recently... I suppose it's difficult to trust a service. Yeah. When? When it's a little, I mean... When you've had a, a, a serving, post office yeah, with mean, people employed, granted they're franchises. Yeah, but, yeah, they are. But still they're post office people. They're post office staff that have worked for the post office yeah. for like 20, 30 years. And it operated, we're just walking past it now we're actually. We're just walking past it. It operated exactly like post offices yeah. have always operated. Yeah. And then to suddenly not have that. It, 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 I'm not surprised you felt a little bit... Um... Yeah, and now we're just walking past the dodgy corner shop and, you know, he's serving, you know, he was serving you your, your post office sort of service and then behind him he's got bottles of vodka and, yeah. you know, because it's an off-licence as well. Yeah. And, and I just didn't like it. Anyway, I went a couple of weeks ago and the post office was shut 
I mean, there's just this sign up on the counter, it just said closed. So yeah. I asked the girl behind the counter and she just said, oh, it'll be open tomorrow. I was right, okay. Went back tomorrow, posted my parcel, okay. Then I went last week and it was closed again. I was like, oh gosh. But then I said, I worked out from the woman who was in front of me, who was also asking about the post office, that it's going to be closed. I don't know if it's indefinitely or a few months or what's going to happen, but there's some kind of investigation going on. So clearly, my my sort of instinct of it being a dodgy corner shop, I think is possibly correct. We're just walking along a road and it's a busy road. It's not a huge, you know, it's not a big road, but it's always busy. It's just a suburban road, isn't it? That yeah. people tend to use to get across town. Yeah. And it's, you know, houses either side. Um, it's a funny one to be honest. I've, I run, well, fairly often, maybe uh, two or three times a month. And it's a strange route. It's of all the roads in town that I run on, it's definitely the one. It's not straight, but it's just one great big long curve. Yeah, it is. And I, there's no other road in all of town, and I've run all over town. There is no other road like this. No. It's, it's a long, it is a very long road. It makes me wonder when it was built. And, and I, it, it I, runs, it actually runs, doesn't it, then all the way down to the park as well. Yeah, I've got a feeling this was probably built not, not that long ago, maybe. Well, these houses are sort of post-war, aren't they, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely slightly more interesting characters down here. Yeah, I mean, the area is not the best that we're walking through, I've got to say. It's not the best area in the world. That's what I, I do want, I mean, we'll see how the, the return journey goes, but... Because we're going to walk back a different way that takes us through more kind of I have a feeling kind of you'll appreciate land. the return journey. Oh! <sighs> oh my gosh! Oh, that's great. Oh, savage dog behind that gate. Look, forget about dodgy areas and lost post offices. We're here to talk about books. Mm. Well, not books, literary oh. heroes. Yeah. And there is one. Since the dawn of time, well, not since the dawn of time. Ooh, ooh, I suppose, literarily, that's hard to say. I suppose, yeah. It is quite old. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I find it utterly fascinating. Because I've, you know, read, not read nowhere near as much fiction as you, mm. but I think it's brilliant that a fiction book, a series of books, was written about a period of time, yeah. which you don't see written about very often. You don't know. No, that and is true. What is the time period that this heroine comes from? I think it's about thirty-five thousand years years ago. Oh my goodness. I feel like I'm taking my life in my hands walking this road. Well, that was that dodgy character we just saw coming out. It was that dodgy character just racing up. Yeah. Goodness me. Yeah, it's about 35,000 years ago, I think. Right. It's at the time when Neanderthals were still on, on the earth, but also the... I don't... She, Ayla wasn't a homo sapien. I think she was the one before that. I right. can't fully remember, but... She would have looked like you and me. Right. But 
but there were still also Neanderthals as well. Yeah. So it was that time when the, that change was taking place. Yeah. So you've given the name. Her name yeah, was Ayla. Ayla. And the series of books, I think it's fair to say, is uh, quite misunderstood. It's a difficult yeah. one because until I met you, I'd never heard of this series of books. Right. So I wonder if it was read a lot by ladies. Yes, I, I would don't say. Know I would right. say, yeah. If I was, if I was going to say, you know, whether it was a male or a female mainly read book, I would say it was women. Because Ayla is definitely what you would categorise as a very strong, oh, gosh. positive female role model. The, would the, you? Absolutely. Right. I wouldn't say there's a character stronger than her as a, as a female. Right. Brilliant. Yeah. And the series of books is? Well, the first book is Clan of the Cave Bear. Right. And I think, it, I think they're always sort of referred to as the Clan of the Cave Bear series. Right. I think they're actually called Earth's Children series. I think right. that might be their kind of official title and they're by Jean M, I think you say Owl? Right. A-U-E-L. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there's seven or eight altogether. And when you, how old are you when you fit? Well, first uh, of all, do you know how you found the book? No. Do you reckon, did, did you pick it up in the library? No, I would, it would have been in a bookshop, I think. Right. So you, you're in a bookshop, you're browsing around. Must have been. It's such a long time ago. I can't actually remember. But is, is that something you used to do when you were young? Yeah, and I did used to go to the library a lot, but that was when I was a teenager. Right. And this definitely wasn't then. It was I re first read it when I was in my early twenties, I'd say. Wow. Gosh, I didn't realise it was then. I thought it was maybe a little bit earlier. I don't think so. Right. Well, you, you should know. <laughs> but I could be wrong. I, well, I don't know, because we've never spoken about it at this length before. Yeah, I So mean, if your instinct is, is early 20s... I'll have to look at my original copy, because I do still have my original copy that where? I bought... Gosh. ...of the first book. So now, I'll have to look at the date of that print. I said earlier on, I think I said that it's fair to say it's a misunderstood series. And the reason being is because... Well, I think a lot of people perceive it as, like... Oh, yeah, it's those sexy books, isn't it? <laughs> and, you know, whilst there is an element of that in it, and once John Diller appears, you know, it's Who's quite... He? John Diller is Ayla's sort of partner, right. I think you would say, yeah. these days. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, once he appears, then, yes, I mean, there are scenes that are quite graphic and, you know, quite romantic, like, let's say, but that's not the reason I love the books at all. Do you know what would be interesting? It would be interesting, wouldn't it, to uh, compare the graphic scenes with the graphic scenes from a series like the Outlander series. Yeah, I mean... And, and which... I mean, you would think that Clown of the Cave Bear would be nowhere near. No, I don't think so. And I haven't read any of the Outlander books. We've watched quite a bit of... We watched all of the first season, didn't we? Yeah. And I did watch some of the others. Yeah. Didn't like it. Um, so I don't know what the books are like in, in that respect. But I would imagine there's quite a, lot that, quite a lot of that going on because there was in the series. Yes. But the, the Ayla books for me are not, not about that. The, you know, the... 
the scenes that are in the books like that yeah. are there because it's relevant to what's going on, to her relationship, to her learning about who she actually is yeah. as, a, as a human. Yeah. Um, and just understanding how different she was yeah. to the Neanderthals that she grew up with. Yeah, yeah. And it's not that, I don't feel like it's there purely for titillation, if you like. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I mean, the reason I love the book so much is, is the story. It's like the biggest, hugest, most epic story. Right starting from when Ayla was a very small child yeah. all the way to her being an adult, you know, right. and it just follows her journey in the situation that she found herself in. And w um, why is it, do you, th I mean, from the first reading were you like, this is amazing? Yeah, I was, and what I love most about the books is the, dis the, the very, very descriptive yeah. of the way that they lived yeah. and the way that they survived. So how Neanderthals lived, the hunter-gatherer style of, of living. She clearly did her research then, the author. Oh yeah, she did a massive amount of research, as I understand. Yeah. And I just learned so much about that side of human growth, you know? Yeah. And then it's just the way that she she discovers things about how, how she can survive. She ends up at the end of the first book, she's by herself, and yeah. she's only at this stage about 15, I think. Yeah. And she's got to survive by herself. And, yeah. you know, she's learned all of these skills while she's been with the, the, the cave, cave people, let's say. Um, yeah. But she's now got to survive by herself, and she just discovers ways of of doing things like making fire. She learns how to make fire using stones rather yeah. than, you know, with a, a stick and rubbing it, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, she, she hunts, which is not something that Neanderthal females do. Yeah. Um, but she, she learns how to hunt and look after herself. You know, she does all, all of these things. She's, she's a flint napper. She does lots of things that were actually seen as being a male, yeah. a male-dominated world in Neanderthals, and it's very much frowned upon. Yeah. And ultimately leads to her being ostracised from the clan. Yeah. Um, so, what, what is it? Do you think that was it the descriptive nature that yeah, made I it just, appeal to you? Yeah, absolutely. And it just she's she's just such a beautiful writer in terms of describing the landscapes yeah. and you know you can just imagine what Being there. yeah what her environment looks like yeah. and what she looks like yeah. and the clothes that she wears yeah. and how she you know she how she gathers her food and how she preserves it and yeah. the things that she makes and you know it, I can see all that yeah. in my head. And she, it's just taught me so many things. You know, every done reference that I must mention her twice a week. And I must do, because, you know, we'll just be talking about some random thing. And I'll say, ah, yes. but Ayla did this. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> or, oh, Ayla used to do that. I've or, heard oh, as well. Yeah, you know. I think what's also really, really cool is, 
I've heard you say as well at times when you've got, you maybe you need to do something. Well, Ayla would be able to do this. Yeah. And it's like you take inspiration. Channel Ayla. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I, I think that that is... She, she was the sort of person that she didn't know things weren't possible. You know, so if, if somebody, was, if she just said to someone, I'm going to do that, they would have said, that's not possible. You can't do that. She didn't, she didn't know that. Yeah. So she just did things and then practiced and practiced and practiced and learned how to do things that people at, at that point would have said it was impossible. It's such an interesting point, Matt, that you make. She I... rode a horse and yeah. no one had ever ridden a horse. Yeah. And they were like, thought she was some kind of mythical thing when they saw her because she was riding a horse. Yeah. You know, but nobody had told her not to do that. No. Or she, that it couldn't be done. Or that it couldn't be done. Yeah. And she rode a lion. You know, she'd, if you've not read the books, I know that sounds weird, but she looked after this little lion cub that got injured and it sort of came back into her life at random points during the, the whole story. And, you know, she was really good friends with this lion. And when John De La first saw this lion appear, because it was massive, cave lions were enormous. Yeah. He, he thought she was some, he honestly thought she was some kind of god yeah. because she got control of this lion. Yeah. So she just did things that had never been done before. And that's a great life lesson, I think, isn't it? That people often say, oh, you can't do that. And you just think, all right, I can't do that. But actually, you don't know what you can do until you try. What and that's the, the biggest lesson I sort of got from it. Yeah, I mean, that, that's really tremendous because I would say that it is one of the biggest issues with humanity in that we look at the world and we look at history through the eyes of today. So yeah. we'll look at things like, I know this is a hot topic and I know we've spoken about this before and I'm not saying who built them and who didn't, but, <laughs> but we look back at the pyramids yeah. and a lot of people understandably will think that they were built by spacemen yeah. because some of the things that were done it's were like... It's seen as impossible today. And, yeah. and that is the blinkers of Western civilization and the yeah. way that, that the world thinks today, or that certainly, you know, huge portion of the world yeah. thinks today. Yeah. And, you know, it's refreshing, I think, to approach life, and we all should approach life more often, with that sort of anything yeah, is possible. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching. We're approaching the, the, the new post office. It's on a much busier road. Yes. So. so we'll get in the post office. Yeah, we'll get out. We'll get these things posted. And then we'll be back in just a second with a report on how successful yes. our mission was. <laughs> Did you see that garden? Yeah, I did. And the one next door was just as big. Gosh! And presumably that one would be as well. Or maybe not. That actually looks like it goes at an angle, doesn't it? Look. God. This is a bit of a voyage of discovery, isn't it? So we made it out of the post office. We did. And it's actually not bad. It's not bad. I was surprised, actually. It felt quite old-fashioned. Like your typical sort of yeah. corner shop my yeah, granny used yeah. to take me into. 
I get a pension. Yeah, but then that's the thing, isn't it? Where are all these, you know, poor well, older people? Absolutely, who go into post office with their pensions every week? I know. What are they going to do? Because you know, everything's digital this, these days, isn't it? It's like, oh, we'll put it straight into the bank account. But older people don't like that. You know, they 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 want money in their hand, and oh, I don't know. I mean, the the, the thing is. Oh, a car wash now. It's going past a car wash. It definitely does not make me think of the song. Do you remember the song? Yes. I thought you said the song. Then. No. Why are we talking about the war? I've got to say, it makes me think more of the song than the song. <laughs> Look at it that scooter. Wow. Oh, oh, wet, wet, wet from the car wash. <laughs> oh, is it this way? Right, okay, we're going, oh. we're going off the horrendously oh. busy road. It's going to get quieter now, folks. Right. Um, and Thank I've goodness got... you hear you cry. Mike, that road where the post office is, it is a very main road. This will not be a regular occurrence. Well, I don't mean, I don't mean no, walking to the I mean, post office. No, I mean, I'll probably have to do it fairly regularly, but I'll, it's been okay. Because I'd have my earbuds in. Now's the time to clock it, because if it was me... Gosh, there's a care home there. I yeah. have no idea. I know. Gosh. I'd enjoy walking this a lot more than what we've just walked. Yeah. Because it, it's sort of, there's some interesting houses. This is, I mean, this is, this is quite nice now. We're on a little side road. I quite a, like that a real, bungalow. You see, be really I'd live in a bungalow like that. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be really surprised. That's at, really nice. At the difference in the types of houses. Because some of these houses, some of these look Victorian. They are Victorian. But then ones. others. But then others are post-war. But some are even more modern. Yeah. So I just wonder if I mean, these look, houses tended to be house. like that, with quite a big garden. Yeah. And I just wonder if people have. Oh look. Oh gosh, that's the, it's a hall. It's a hall. How strange. So it's sort of like, I mean, what would they use that for? Like meeting well, hall, Eastbourne Hall. It kind of looks like a bit slightly churchy. So we we turned off the road. And we're going to take Look our... at that house yeah, there. I know, I told you. We're walking past a house, right, that's detached. It looks absolutely, uh, I don't know what word to use. Without... <laughs> there you go. It doesn't actually look lived in, although there's a car there. But it looks amazing. It's huge. Look at that arch on the side of the and house. And look at the back of it. It's massive. Yeah. This house is massive. It's Victorian. Yeah. Detached. But it looks like it needs everything doing to it. Yeah. I'd just be fascinated to know how much that would be worth. And I mean, look at this, that was clearly one house. That's the same as that one we just walked past. Yeah, and, and that was one house, and now it's two. It's two houses. Oh my gosh. It's really interesting because this is not an area of town that we would even remotely think about looking for a house. Well, I but wouldn't. It's but it's really interesting. It is interesting. I wouldn't now, though, but the reason why is. It's been really heavily built up here. Yeah, it has. Look out the back. Gosh, look at that. Those would have been gardens yeah, to yeah, these and, houses. Yeah, and they've sold their gardens and it, built on them. It, and if the road is very small, mm, the, the pavements are very mm, small. Mm, it, mm. It's very, I mean, architecturally, it's, I mean, look at that. That's look a, at that that's a brand new there. house. No, but look at that one there. Yeah, I know. That's beautiful house. Yeah. So we've taken our second right. Oh gosh, we're going down here. Right, I'm going to have to remember this. Right, turn right at the beautiful house. Okay. Yeah, it's just our second right after we've turned onto this road. Okay. So, and then look, look here on the right. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. So there's, again, there's a beautiful Victorian house, but next to it, bang next to it, it's been built by, and they look sort of 60s. So yeah. again, they probably sold their bit of land to yeah. a builder and he stuck two houses next to it, but it just looks terrible. Yeah. Because it's some 60s horrible houses stuck onto a beautiful Victorian house. I think... How fascinating. I think this would have been... I have no idea where this is going to lead Quite us. a high-class area in Victorian and times. look at those. Yeah, I know. Like brand new houses, which are not very nice. If you think how close we are to the railway station, to go straight up there, yeah. that tall thing there, that's the railway station. Yeah. So when the money was flying What's in... What's that there with the great big... Is it a pub? Well, no, it isn't. But that's got a like, huge air conditioning unit attached to it. Yeah, it, it, I mean, uh, I know. It's very strange, isn't it? We should look around the front. Is that just a house? Yeah. My gosh, it's got massive gates. Yeah, I mean, that, that's... That's very odd. Well, it's an interesting sign, isn't it? It tells you something about the area. Yeah. Ginormous gates and very high fencing. Yeah, yeah. But every time... I run through here a lot, and it's always quiet like this. Yeah. It's always pleasant. Yeah, it is. And in a minute, we're going to turn left into a park. Right. And it's really nice. And now it does look like rain. It does, but... but we're prepared. My, I've got my hood, I've got my bonnet. Yes. So... The Ayla books, then? Yes. How many of them did you actually read? Um, oh, I've read five fully. Right. I can't remember if there's seven. I think there's seven. Right. But the, what I will say about them is I really enjoyed the first... My favourite are the first two. Yeah. And I think my very favourite is the second one, Valley of Horses. And right. I'm actually listening to that one at, at the minute yeah. on Audible again and I have fully read the third one and enjoyed it and I've read the fourth one. Yeah. Oh my goodness there's a park here. <laughs> Can you believe this? We've lived here for what 16 years. Yeah, so. I had no idea there was a huge park here. <laughs> well there you go. So yeah I've read. Go to the foot of our stairs. I know. I absolutely will. It's very pleasant with trees and I told you. That massive green area. This is very surprising to me. And um, also as well, I don't know what this is here, but they have tables out. What like, is that? It's, it's like a cafe. Oh my I don't know if it is though. It's very strange. Do you see it there? I mean, it, it does look very much like one, doesn't it? I'm just wondering if that's allotments to our right. Yeah. Right, okay. Gosh, I'm just I'm blown away that there's a park here and I had no idea and it's like not far from my house at all. I'm very strange. Um, yeah, so I've, I've read, I think, the first five and then the, the, the issue I got, I had, I should say, when I got into sort of the fourth one probably, yeah. mostly, yeah. was it was at that point really when Ayla was living now with kind of jondolous people who are essentially they look like us you know right but then it was then oh goodness dogs now it was their name their names which i just really struggled to keep track of everybody there was a massive amount of characters right and i just was like who's this now yeah and because their names were much longer and more yeah. complex to remember like the the clan names, so the Neanderthal names, were very short. Yeah. Um, 
like um, crab, uh, crab was like the, the sort of priest figure, yeah. if you like, the holy man. There was Brun, who was the leader, Browd, who yeah. he was nasty. Yeah. Um, you know, they were all really short names because yeah. the clan didn't actually use words. Right. They, they, they communicated with effectively sign language yeah. and kind of guttural sort of noises. <clears throat> well, I guess so. <laughs> I don't want to sound derogatory. But mainly they communicated using sign language. Right. Because they didn't have speech like like Ayla had. Um, More allotments there. Oh wow. Loads of them. So Ayla, although she could speak, when the clan found her, yeah. she got separated from her own family. Right. Very long story. Yeah. Um, although she could speak, she forgot how to speak. Because she was only about five, I think. Right. So she, she didn't speak and um, she learned how, eventually she realised that they were communicating using their hands. Right. And she learned how to do that. Anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, there just became a lot of characters with really long names. Yeah. What is this building here? It's a care home. It looks like a stately home. Yeah, it does, yeah. Now, now folks, highly bizarre. I don't want you to think that we're walking by Chatsworth because we're certainly not. Darlington Manor. If you imagine something built with the sort of stately home vibe in mind, yeah. with lots of sort of uh, pillars outside and they call it a portico that's yeah. coming out over the top. How very odd. It's indeed. very odd. Because it doesn't look that old. No, it doesn't. I mean, potentially even 1980s. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you've got to wonder why it did someone think... It looks a little bit down at heels, oh, I've got to say. Heel. You have to wonder, don't you? How did they get the, the money? How did they get the money? Oh, it's to... right behind the school. I know exactly where we are now. Yes. Yeah. Suddenly it all becomes clear. Yeah, yeah. But there are, dependent on what you decide, how you want to play things, there's another route where you can pick up more of the park, right. which I can show you if you like, think, oh yeah, do you know what? I quite like that. There's yeah. a potential half circular where you could like go in the park a different mm. way, walk mm. a different way around the park, mm. come out the bottom, but right. anyway. Anyway, but yeah, so long and short is I've, I've read the first sort of three or four, uh, quite a few times, but then didn't really read much of the latter ones. Because they just got too ones. hard to follow. Got too hard yeah. to follow and there was too many people in it. What I really liked was when it was just her and the clan. The clan wasn't big. They didn't live in these huge, large communities. It was quite yeah. small. Yeah. In book two, she's largely on her own. Right. And then John Diller comes into it. What's so book two called? Valley of Horses. And did you say that as your favourite? Yeah. Interesting. Book three is the Mammoth Hunters, right. and that's when they get back to um, people, yeah. seeing people, yeah. and that one's okay. And yeah. then book four, I think, is the Plains of Passage, Right. I think it is. Now, you, you have enjoyed these books so much, you've even read them to our daughter, haven't you? Yes, I've read the first two yeah. to Bryony, but I skipped. <laughs> I skipped the uh, Snoo Snoo, let's say as we call it in our house. I skipped all that. Um, yeah, but she, I mean, she loved... Just now walking past somebody replacing a boiler in someone's house. Yeah, she loved, she loved books. Um, just 
amusingly. I said to her, you can read them yourself again when you're like 18. Yes, if you so choose. <laughs> if you want to. Yeah. She really enjoyed them though, didn't she? She did really enjoy them. She loved them and she loved Ayla and she loved her favourite character in the first book was Kreb. Right. Who was, as I said, he was like the holy man, yeah. sort of priest type figure. Loved him. Yeah. He's, he's such a fabulous character. And the thing about the Neanderthals, the clan, um, you know, they didn't live very long back then. Right. You got to 30 and you were ancient. Where? You know, if you made it to 30, yeah. you'd done well. Yeah. You were like a really old person. Yeah. They had their babies when they were like 10, yeah. 11. Yeah. And historically, you know, that's why girls start their, you know, why they start their periods around that age, 10, yes. 11. Yes. Because historically that's the age that people were having children. Did you see the knocker that was on that door? I did, it was lovely, a bee. Yeah, and yeah. the door um, was bright yellow. Just like a bee. It's beautiful. It's really nice, isn't it? Yeah. So it taught me such a lot. It taught, the books taught me such a lot about the way that people used to live, the way that evolution happened. Um, and I know, obviously, this is a fictional book, but the author did do a lot of research, as I understand. Yeah. Um, but it's more about the, you know, it's, obviously it centers around Ayla. Oh, she's such a fabulous person. Yeah. You know, she is real to me. Yeah. Feels like she's a real person. Yeah. And I think when you discover that in a book, it's like that person's always going to be there. Yeah. You know? I no matter well. what happens in your life, you know that she's always there. And you can always go back and visit her. I think you're and quite it's lucky. It's really comforting. I think you're quite lucky to have found that mm. and had that sort of lifelong companion, if you like. Yeah. Because I've not ever met, I mean, I'm sure this will happen to lots and lots of other people. And I'm sure it's the reason why fiction books are so popular and yeah. series are so popular. Yeah. But I've never met anyone who has had a connection so deeply with a character as you have with Ayla, mm. which is great. I love her. I feel like I've missed out slightly. You could read them. You might, you might enjoy them. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying I shouldn't. But you wouldn't necessarily feel the connection, would you? No, I think you know, what I'm so saying different. I potentially feel like I missed out on is not having that sort of connection with a character yeah. in a book. I mean, it's difficult, though, because through my life, I've definitely read things where I felt a deep connection yeah. with characters, but they tend to have more often been real people. Right. For example... And this is where the area does become grey. Because Con Eagledon wrote that series about Julius Caesar. Yeah. And that is historical fiction. Yeah. He's telling stories of what actually happened. Yeah. But no one knows exactly what happened because they weren't there and they didn't write down the conversations. Yeah. They didn't write down the, the sort of critical no. thinking yeah. that went on. So what he does in his books is he tells the whole story of Julius Caesar mm. from being a kid right the way to yeah. becoming emperor yeah. of, of Rome from a historical fiction point of view. And my goodness, did I feel a connection with that character. Yeah. The thing is, though, you know, that, that book was written through Western eyes. Absolutely, and yeah. interactions went on in a way which we would understand today. Yeah. And back then, that just 
wouldn't have been the case. No. So, you know, it, it is, you could argue that that is a literary character based on someone who actually existed. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. I would say of all the, probably of all the books that I've read, or all the series that I've read, that's the one where I felt the most connection. But, right. the other big one, and we spoke about this on the episode which we filmed in Fountains Abbey. Gosh. Which it's a long time ago, but it is. also was uh, equally as noisy as today's episode <laughs> for, for, for other reasons. The other connection was definitely with uh, Redwall. Yeah. Oh, and, yes, and yes. And Matthias Mouse. And that's definitely fiction. Yes. Oh, my gloves. You've been holding my gloves. I'm sorry, right. I don't mind. I'll carry on. No, it's okay. Well, no. If you're not going to put them on. Okay. There we go. I forgot you'd got me. It's fine. Um, yeah, Redwall. When I was at... Crumbs, I must have been 13 or 14. Yeah. My grand bought me Redwall and I read it and I just adored it. Yeah. And I adored it so much I decided to write a sequel, even though I only wrote three pages. <laughs> and I called it Redwall 2. It was a really good title. Very imaginative. But I remember typing it on the typewriter and I remember the paper was that stuff that was white on the front and pink on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why was it like that cake? Typewriter um, paper. Did it have like, a, is it a copy paper on the back? I don't know. It maybe, might maybe. have been. Right. So. And if you put two sheets in, you'd get a copy. Right. Could have been that. Right. Well, I would say that, you know, if you're talking literary characters, if I can argue Julius Caesar in the Conigledon series, yeah. I'll take that one. And that, actually, I mean, I can't really say, no, I also read Conigledon's one about Genghis Khan. Yeah, and I, I don't I, think you liked that as much, did you? I read the, all, the whole series and I enjoyed it all, but I can't really say I felt particularly enamored by Genghis mm. Khan. Yeah. Quite rightly, because <laughs> he wasn't a particularly nice chap. Yeah. Yes, we're nearly home. And we have just enough time to talk about Tiger Balm. <laughs> Dan, Dan I, reeks of Tiger Balm right now. I, I did a muscle just at the bottom of my shoulder, just yeah. slightly, nothing too bad. And you know, it was just hurting when I sort of moved my arm around, and you found this. Well, I don't know how I knew about Tiger Balm. I, I, I honestly, we've never had it before, but I just got this knowledge of this you know, this thing, which is kind of like deep heat, but it's it's a concoction of lots of sort of natural remedies. It's like menthol and camphor and all this other stuff. I'm probably telling everybody, and you all already know about Tiger Balm, but I got some and I've been rubbing it on Dan's shoulder with a glove on, I've got to say, because it does stink a bit. Well... And it's kind of been miraculous, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it, yesterday was the first day where we put it on. Yeah properly we, we tested it out because it turned up late the day before yeah and it was nearly nearly bedtime, bedtime and I thought you're not smelling like that in bed so it was me <laughs> well I, know, I was the I one agreed. who said that I thought I can't be having that so I thought I'd just try some before bed before I had a shower yeah. just so then you yeah. know I would know if it yeah. was okay and it didn't bring me out in a rash yeah and so yesterday put it on properly mm. and it's the strangest feeling thing but Really pleasant, definitely really pleasant. It started pleasant. off warm, didn't it? And then it, it went off warm, sort and then of it goes cold. cold. Yeah. yeah, which is you know interesting in itself. And 
this morning I woke up and it's like 100% better than it was yeah, yesterday, yeah. which really is, you know, a profound change when every other day it's been an absolute nightmare. Yeah. So, just across. so yes, I would highly recommend Tiger Balm to anyone who's wanting to use a natural remedy yeah. for any muscle ailments, but do be prepared for an interesting feeling after you've rubbed it on. Yeah. <laughs> now of all the things that I never thought I would be saying, <laughs> at the end of a radio show, it's that. <laughs> yes, we've made it home. Now, interesting. Now, let's I'm, see I'm how there. far. 2.3. Amazing. A normal walk, about 2.1, 2.2. Right. So, it's it's very slightly longer, but really not imminently doable. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, that return journey was uh, absolutely fabulous. Learned loads about the area I live in. It is. It just shows you, doesn't it, really? It's a really nice route back, that, and, you know, I think even if you went that way and came back that way, yeah, the first yeah. few times you'd probably enjoy it because yeah. you'd be seeing something new every time. I think time. I probably would go, although I don't know if I could find my way going in the opposite direction. Well, I'll, sure. go, I'll go with you. Well, it's okay. No, no, no. Well, no, no, that's silly. I'll just go with you next time. Right. Okay. So that, that's fine. So next time you need to go, I'll get with you there and back. Okay. And then you'll know the way and there and back. And then I'll know the way. Yeah. Folks, that's it. It's the end of yes. another radio show. Oh, yes. I hope you enjoyed that, that adventure on our mm. route to finding the post office and also learning a little bit about Ayla and Julius Caesar and Matthias Mix. <laughs> so on that happy note, we'll say goodbye and we'll see you in two weeks for the next Bakery Bears see Radio Show. See you soon, show. everybody. Bye. Bye. The Bakery Bears Radio Show is brought to you by Bakery Bear Productions and is made possible by our Bakery Bear patrons. Find out how you can join our Baker Bear community, access more of what we do, and keep the show on air by visiting www.bakerybears.com forward slash listen forward slash.